Bless your heart, take your Bibles and go to Romans chapter 12, please. In the summer of 1978, during the advanced class in Bristol, England, many of us visited a unique and exciting location outside of Bristol, where there are two massive pillars of native limestone. They rise majestically in the Mendip range. Where during the year of 1775, Reverend Augustus Montague Toplady hit himself during a lightning, thunder, and torrential rainstorm. Returning to his abode after the storm, he penned the words, my people, to one of the greatest known hymns in the English language. Rock of ages, cleft for me. Let me hide myself in thee. Let the water and the blood from thy wounded side which flows be for sin the devil cure. Cleanse me from its guilt and power. Not the labors of my hand can fulfill thy law's demand. Could my zeal no respite know? Could my tears forever flow? All for sin could not atone. Thou must save and thou alone. Nothing in my hand I bring, simply to thy cross I cling. Naked come to thee for dress, helpless look to thee for grace. Foul I to the fountain fly, wash me, Savior, or I die. And while I draw this fleeting breath, when mine eyes shall close in death, when I soar to worlds unknown, see thee on thy judgment throne, rock of ages, cleft for me, let me hide myself in thee. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight, the rock of all ages. In 1971, we had the subject and the theme from 1 Corinthians 16, 15. They have addicted themselves to the ministry of the saints. In 1972, it was the word over the world from 2 Corinthians 4, 15. In 1973, so mightily grew the word of God and prevailed from Acts 19.20. In 1974, our hearts knit together from Colossians 2.2. In 75, go, stand, speak from Acts 5.20. In 76, and having done all, do what? 
stand. And that from Ephesians 6.13. In 77, he sent his word and healed them from Psalm 107.20. And then in 78, the great subject of the hope from Colossians 1.27. And this year, 79, the renewed mind, the key to power from Romans chapter 12.2. Be not conformed to this world but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. This is our 10th anniversary of the closing of a decade and the opening of a new decade, people, the 80s. Our subject this year is born to live, born again to serve. And the worldwide challenge to every believer, our theme, your call to service. And that record is taken from Romans 12.1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, to beseech means to implore. I implore you, I beg you, I lay my heart out for you people by the mercies of God, that you present your body a living sacrifice, not a dead one. People talk about dying for the Lord. The Word of God says live for Him. Live for Him. A living sacrifice, moving the greatness of God's Word in our day and in our time, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. People's service requires two things. Number one, someone to serve. And number two, something to serve. That something which you and I have to serve to the world is the rock of all ages, the Lord Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior God, only begotten Son, truly the Son of God. The someone to serve is believers of the world. For our teaching pulpit is the world, people. And you know, it all began on this rock in Genesis chapter 3, verse 15. Genesis chapter 3, verse 15. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. That's the seed of the adversary and the seed of the woman. Now you and I know that no woman has seed. The seed comes from the male side. It. This seed shall bruise thy head, the head of the adversary, and thou only, the adversary, shall bruise his heel. In Galatians chapter 3, it tells you about that seed. Galatians class, chapter 3. And in verse 16, 
Now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. And he said, not and deceived as of many, but as of one, and to thy seed, which is who? Christ. That seed of the woman that he was talking about in Gen Genesis is our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Abraham and his seed. Let's trace Abraham for a moment. In John, the Gospel of John, chapter 8, John 8, 56. Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day. That's Jesus Christ talking. Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day. And he saw and was glad. What a tremendous record. He never saw the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ, the rock of all ages. But he had been told about the Lord Jesus Christ and he looked forward to the day of the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. And he saw that day coming and he, Abraham, did what? Rejoice. Rejoice. And he was tickled to death. He was glad. Moses saw it in 1 Corinthians chapter 10. 1 Corinthians chapter 10. Let's begin with verse 1. Moreover, brethren, I would not that ye should be what? Ignorant. How that all our fathers were under the cloud and all passed through the sea and when all baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea and all did eat the same spiritual meat. Verse 4. And all drank or did drink the same spiritual drink for they drank of that spiritual what? Rock. Of that spiritual rock that followed them. And that rock was what? The rock of ages is Christ Jesus, people. And Abraham saw his day. Moses saw his day. In Luke chapter 20. Listen to verse 9. Jesus began to speak to the people this parable. A certain man planted a vineyard and led it forth to husbandmen and went into a far country for a long time. And at the season he sent a servant to the husbandmen that they should give him of the fruit of the vineyard. But the husbandmen beat him and sent him away empty. And again he sent another servant and they beat him also and entreated him shamefully and sent him away, what? Empty. Verse 12. And again, the third time, he sent a third, and they wounded him also and cast him out. Then said the Lord of the vineyard, What shall I do? I will send my beloved son, it may be they will reverence, respect him when they see him. 
But when the husbandmen saw him, they reasoned among themselves, saying, This is the heir. Come, let us kill him, that the inheritance may be ours. So they cast him out of the vineyard and killed him. What, therefore, shall the Lord of the vineyard do unto them? He shall come and destroy these husbandmen and shall give the vineyard to others. And when they heard it, they said, God forbid. Verse 17. And he beheld them and said, What is this then that is written? The stone which the builders rejected, the same is become the head of the corner. Whosoever shall fall upon that stone, Christ Jesus shall be broken, but on whomsoever it shall fall, it will grind him to powder. And the chief priests and the scribes the same hour sought to lay hold on him, but they feared the people, for they perceived that he had spoken this parable against them. This record about the stone which the builders rejected is a quotation of Psalm 118 and verse 22 and 23. The same record, similar to it, is recorded in Matthew 21, 33 to 46. And in Mark 12, 1 to 12, now in Matthew chapter 16, is an enlightening revelation regarding this rock, Christ Jesus. Matthew 16, people. Verse 18. And I say unto you, that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. It is really interesting when you work this verse, class, that the word Peter is the word Petros. Petros is like a fragment of a rock. It's like a little kernel of sand. When you blow on it, it goes that way. Blow on it, it goes that way. And Jesus said to Peter, you're like that little sand. You blow hot one day, you blow another way another day. Thou art Petros, a little sand piece. I, Jesus Christ, will build my church. I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against you. Thou art Peter of Petros, but upon this rock, the rock Christ Jesus, which is the Greek word Petra class, then the word Petra means a massive, solid, unmovable rock. God could never have built his church upon Peter. No more so than he could upon you or me, class. Peter blew hot and cold. One day he stood, the next day he denied. The church, my people, has to be built on something a lot solider than Peter. And it is. 
It's built upon the Lord Jesus Christ, God's only begotten Son class. He is the pentagon, the massive, the solid, the unmovable Son of God. In Acts chapter 4, Acts chapter 4, after the day of Pentecost, we read in verse 1, And they spake unto the people, the priests and the captains of the temple and the Sadducees came upon them, being grieved that they taught the people and preached through Jesus the resurrection, what? From the dead. And they laid hands on them, arrested them, and put them in prison in hold until the next day, for it's now eventide. Howbeit, many of them which heard the word did what? Believe. And the number of men was about 5,000. And it came to pass on the morrow that their rulers and elders and scribes and Annas the high priest and Caiaphas and John and Alexander and as many as were kindred, relatives of the high priest were gathered together at Jerusalem. And when they had set them, the apostles in their midst, they asked them, by what power or by what name have you done this? Then Peter Plato, filled with the Holy Ghost, said unto them, Ye rulers of the people and elders of Israel, verse 9, if, this, if we this day be examined of the good deed, the benefit done to the impotent man, by what means he is made whole, social, spiritual, mental, physical, and other every way whole, verse 10, be it known unto you, and to all the people of Israel, that by the name of what? Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the rock of all ages, that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom ye crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand here before you, what? Whole. Verse 11. This is the stone the Petra, which was set at naught of you builders, which is become the head of the corner. The corner stowed is Jesus Christ. And then the great 12th verse, people, neither is there salvation in what? Any other. There is no salvation in any other. There is no salvation in the Buddhas, the Mohammedans, or anybody else, or the werewolves, or anybody. There is only one name, which is above all names. People, and that's the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and there is salvation in none other name under heaven, given among men, whereby we must, we what? Must be what? Glory, hallelujah. Look at First Peter chapter 2, bless your heart. First Peter, people, chapter 2. Verse 4, to whom coming is unto living stones. You are living stones, for you have God in Christ in you, the hope of glory. You're a living stone. 
rejected of men, but chosen of whom? Boy, and you're precious, you're costly. What a tremendous verse of Scripture. Even back in Isaiah in the Old Testament in chapter 51. Isaiah 51. Take a look at it. Verse 1. Hearken to me, ye that follow after righteousness. Ye who seek the Lord, look unto the rock. The rock is who, class? Christ Jesus. They saw his day. They believed he was coming. As you and I believe tonight, he's coming back. That's right. Look under the rock out of which you were hewn. Look under the rock. That was the declaration of Isaiah. In Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians 2. Listen to verse 18. For through him, Jesus Christ, the rock of all ages, we both, Jew and Gentile, have access by one Spirit unto the Father. Now, therefore, verse 19, ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of one class, God, and are built, verse 20, Upon the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, Jesus Christ himself being what? The chief cornerstone. He is the head cornerstone. Jesus Christ, verse 21, in whom the whole building fitly framed together groweth unto a holy temple in the Lord. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Now listen to verse 6. I have planted. Apollos has what? Watered. But who gave the increase? God gives the increase. You and I may plant, someone else may water. But without God, there will be no what class? Increase. So then, neither is he that planteth anything. That doesn't mean we're not important. That simply means we can't make it to grow. Or he that watereth, but God who giveth the increase. Now he that planteth and he that watereth are one. And every man receives his own award, reward according to his own labor. Salvation is of grace, people. The rewards are of merit. You and I have only one life to live and give. We might as well give our utmost for his highest people. For their, that's right. 
For there is a day coming when all men must stand before God in the light of the truth of his word. And what have we done while we're here upon earth? Have we laid up treasures for ourselves in the future? Have we witnessed for him? You wilds out on the field witnessing. You see, that's laying up treasures. That will be rewarded to you. People, I don't know any better way to say it than just read the word. For it says in verse 9, For we're laborers together with whom? The word labor is workmen. We are workmen together with God. God's on our side, people. Ye are God's field. Husbandry is field. You are God's building. According to the grace of God which is given unto me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation and another buildeth thereon. But every man take heed how he buildeth thereon. For other foundation class can no man lay than that is laid, which is what? Jesus Christ. Ladies and gentlemen, he is the rock of all ages. He is the one that Abraham looked for, Moses looked for. He is the one who came and the children of Israel rejected him. But God raised him from the dead people. And he's coming back, seated in the heavenlies, but he's coming back as King of kings and Lord of ours. He is the rock of ages. And we look for his coming. He is our rock of ages. There is none other name given under heaven whereby men must be saved. He is our rock of ages. And ladies and gentlemen, that's why we meet here at the Way International. You don't come here because of E.P. Wirwell or Johnny Jump Up or Henry Beloco. You don't come here because we serve the best hamburgers in the state. You know why you come here? Because you love the same Lord Jesus Christ and you love his word. And you want to see the greatness of his word to live in our day and time. And that the name of the Lord Jesus Christ may be magnified. That's why you went W.O.W. That's why we have a rock of ages. Stay away.
Beautiful. Give her a big hand. Thank you, Dorothy. And now it has come to the time of the opening of the Rock of Ages, 1980, that I have the privilege to present to you something that I consider to be just a tremendous blessing and recognition to you people who have been W.O.W.'s this year of 1979 and 80. It is a pin having on it the whole world and it says W.O.W. Ambassador. And I don't know how to say it any other way Whenever I see one of you wearing these things, my old heart just palpitates, and I thank God that you were out there for one year just holding forth the word on special assignment. And therefore, I'm truly blessed and thankful tonight on this, the opening night of the Rock of Ages, to have the joy of sharing this, the W.O.W. pin, with each and every one of you. I like for all the W.O.W.s to please rise. Now what I would like to do, what I'd like for you to do, you take the pin out that's in your box and you have your brother or sister standing next to you pin you and you pin your brother and sister next to you. Do it right now. Put the W.O.W. pin on them. That's beautiful. Ladies and gentlemen, these are W.O.W.s. Give them a big hand. To the prairie, to the islands of the sea, 
You can hear the whole world singing. Our joyous melody. We of the Way Ministry love you all. God bless.